Africa Agenda is a podcast that features conversations with people working at the intersection of open data, open government, and sustainable development in Africa. Hi, this is Let's Talk Data, the Maputo Protocol Edition. I'm Mushiri. And today we're delighted to have with us Faiza Jama Mohamed, uh, Executive Director of uh, Equality Now. Mm. And today is a particularly uh, uh, awesome day because today is the 15th anniversary of uh, the Maputo Protocol. So, can I say Happy Maputo Day? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Thank you. Right. So, uh, we, it's it's great to have you here um, as, as as someone who's been at the forefront of uh, of working on on implementation um, of the protocol. I mean, even from you know pushing for the signing, you know, mm-hmm. ratification implementation of the protocol. And uh, but I'd I'd like I'd like I'd like you to share with us a little bit about. You know how you how you got started. How did how did Pfizer end up here, <laughs> working on, on these issues? Right. Okay. Um, thank you for uh, for the opportunity. Um, and it's a great day for African women as we celebrate the protocol at 15. Um, we came a long way, and there's a long way still to go. Mm-hmm. Um, why I got involved with, or how I get involved with in this. Um, well, basically, from early on in my life, um, I did not see any discrimination or, um, or violence in my home setting. Um, but as I started to come out of home, interact in schools, you know, at work, I realized in some settings or contexts, you know, other families, it was different, and there were issues that was bothering me. Uh, such as early marriage, domestic violence, female genital mutilation, those things. Um, so I started to get interested in, uh, uh, you know, the stories of other other women, um, and um, ended up working on uh, with UNFPA on uh, social issues. Was this uh, um, like your first job? Um, um, yes, during uh, college I did some internship uh, programs with, with the UN agencies, with FAO, with U- WFP, uh, but I found uh, UNFPA the most uh, kind of uh, relevant as on the issues they were working on, maternal health, mortality, and, and then uh, eventually uh, moved on to work with Care International, and then the war in my country happened, and. Uh, that is the time when I see also a lot of violence against women happening and and how you know women were in different spaces but not coming together to address because a lot of times focus was on um, um, what do you call uh, humanitarian support yeah. you know relief uh, which country was uh, this? Somalia, Somalia in, um, in right after uh, you know Siad Barre's regime has fallen and, yeah. um, and then. Um, I started now focusing on, on those two things, mostly building civil society to, you know, come with a breakthrough uh, so that we are out of this conflict, um, but also how can we bring, uh, build coalitions among women, um, first in, in different locations of the country, but then, then joining those forces across the country to speak up and uh, defend the rights of women. 
Um, so I've been involved in those things uh, when eventually I ended up joining Equality Now. Um, and that just was a natural uh, transition. Um, because I read about Equality Now, I met with the founders uh, during that those times. And when an opportunity came to come and take up the Africa office, um, I, I decided to work with them. And I've joined them since 2000. Um, when we opened the office here, yeah. So basically I'm driven by the injustices that I've seen outside my home setting that, uh, and the violence that was happening during the war time to get involved uh, on the issues of women rights uh, and human rights in general as well. And so that's how I got here. <laughs> and are, are any of those um, coalitions and networks that you tried to build mm -hmm. back then, mm -hmm. are they still um, working? Was, was it, yes. it was in Somalia at the time? Yes, yes. Now, actually, the coalition uh, of the civil society, which ended up with the name called Peace and Human Rights Network, mm -hmm. was catalytic in terms of getting rid of the warlords, uh, eventually. Um, so, that I'm happy with that part of, you know, of, of work, uh, of my past work, because um, uh, there was a time where uh, people were just talking to the warlords, you know, the international community. A lot of peace conferences held, but uh, nothing was uh, happening, and uh, people were hostage for the warlords. And civil, civil, civilians were not doing anything. So the lack of action also was contributing to the sustenance of the conflict continuing, you know. But when uh, we started discussing and reflecting and pointing fingers at each other that, you know, we are also a problem because we are not acting, yeah. uh, we're not bringing an alternative, is when, you know, people started to move on uh, into action. And so, but uh, yeah, there were other challenges, but uh, things moved on. At least we have civilian government, things are, you know, moving, although there is the threat of Al-Shabaab and all that. Yeah. <laughs> so new developments there. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's uh, a, 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 it's a fascinating um, outcome mm -hmm. in a, in a, in a post-conflict, actually in conflict at the time, mm -hmm. situation where civil society coalitions actually got together mm -hmm. um, and worked on, on, on something such as, you know, uh, providing an alternative. Right. You know, yeah. we, we can't live under warlords in this way, mm -hmm. uh, having them only intermediate conversations Abs with, with partners yeah. and, and friendly government. So we, that, that, that was, uh, that, that must have been a really interesting time. I, I hope, I hope, I hope yes. there's a book about this somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, that that, that's, that's, that's the unfortunate thing we are poor in uh, documenting. Yeah. But uh, I, I still would like to do that, you know, to document basically uh, that experience. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so you know, at Equality now is um, is 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 that when uh, you got together with others to to start a new coalition. Well, yeah, um, it was in uh, 2002. It's just like uh, we were in um, two years into what it was our third year uh, of, of the office opening. Um, when um, the protocol development was ongoing, uh, actually I was uh, attending uh, the African Commission session in 1999 in Rwanda. Mm -hmm. um, and they were already discussing because the commission was in charge of writing up uh, the protocol man as mandated by the uh, OAU at the time. 
Um, so will the uh, uh, woman in law in and development in Africa were were the leading on that aspect, um, and others were involved with the African Center for Democracy and Human Rights Studies in the Gambia, and so there were so many others, and I was fascinated uh, in terms of the development that was going on. But some, somewhere in 2002, uh, around mid, like let's say end of June, uh, people started uh, raising the red flag. You know, it initially came from Femnet, uh, which uh, brought to you know our attention that um, there was a problem, uh, and the problem was uh, countries have uh, you know uh, generated a, a product that was not uh, good enough. Uh, for African women. Um, also, um, they had uh, discussed, uh, and there was only three issues, articles that they were not agreeing, but everything else was a go. And the third uh, problem was that AU was calling uh, meetings, but they were not coming, so there was no quorum. So like three times they had to cancel the meeting because people were not coming together, countries were not coming together. So now the process that the AU follows is when uh, a protocol is being adopted, first it has to be deliberated by experts from the countries and when that is done, uh, then it moves on to the ministers who, who then look at it and approve it, finally goes to the executive committee and from the executive committee to the assembly for adoption. So it's that process. So it was not passing even the expert level, you know, people were not coming together. So we decided uh, that, you know, after reviewing what was uh, being circulated, we said, yes, there's genuine concern for the protocol is weak and it doesn't reflect the realities of injustices that women in Africa were facing. So we felt like, okay, we need to immediately come and consult. So of course we didn't want to, to start a process by our own. Uh, we went back to all those organizations who were involved and who were leading uh, the process. So WILDAF, the African Center, FEMNET. And it was uh, a time um, crucial to come together, but because they were planning to have another meeting uh, in January 2003 uh, for the experts to meet and conclude on the, on the protocol. Um, but all the other organizations didn't have resources, um, though everybody agreed that it's important we meet face to face and discuss and deliberate on this. So that's the time then I mobilized resources from uh, my colleagues in New York and said we urgently need your support for this. So pull some mon money from wherever and so we, we put together a meeting uh, and invited uh, not only those organizations who were leading but from other organizations in different parts of the continent to come together so that uh, we are a representative group from different... Uh, yes. So that's, uh, we met in Addis, uh, we deliberated, we went, you know, paragraph by paragraph, article by article, uh, people, you know, discuss where the weaknesses are. We use uh, CEDAW, you know, the Convention on the Rights, uh, on the Elimination of All Forms of Discrimination Against Women, which is the main UN, uh, you know, convention yeah. and the only one available at the time in terms of women's rights to look at, you know, whether we are below that standard or we are, you know, whether we contributing in to make it better yeah. for African women. So when we concluded that process, we sent a delegation to the AU. Uh, we were in Addis. 
Uh, we heard uh, while we were in the meeting that it was not going to happen, the expert meeting. Was it a quorum problem again? <laughs> again a quorum problem, yes. So we went to see the acting uh, commissioner of uh, political affairs, because the political affairs department is which is uh, has oversight role of the African Commission. Yeah. And it is, you know, so that is naturally the department that was handling it. So, and even uh, the gender uh, was just a unit, you know, uh, they had only a unit and it was not a big portfolio. Uh, in any case, the commissioner uh, received us well. Uh, was, you know, he saw there are a representation of women from different parts of Africa who are all concerned about this protocol. Um, basically, we said this is an embarrassment for Africa. If you adopt it in this form, you know, you needed to strengthen it. Um, you should do something better than CEDO, you know. Uh, building on the experiences, Sinecido was adapted, but not below it. Not below it. Yeah. And set a, a new yeah. standard for the world. Really. Yes, exactly. So, it was, it so was at that point the global, the global benchmark. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So we, so he was very open. He accepted uh, our recommendation, uh, which, which was to open the meeting uh, when the meeting is convened, to open it up for the whole review of the protocol. So that they are not only discussing those three articles that they had issues with. Um, he said, "When I do that, you will also take the risk of losing some some things because every, everybody can now revisit it, and you know." So we said we'll take that risk, you know. So we came prepared, and he put a challenge to us that. Uh, the issue of the lack of quorum. So you have to impress on countries to attend, to attend you know. Yeah. So we took that up. We all deployed back uh, to our countries' uh, locations and started now mobilizing uh, countries to, you know, make sure they send a delegation to. The first thing was South Africa. We were in the plane coming back and they were in the plane because they had come for the meeting and now there was no meeting, so they were going back and they were disappointed, you know. So we already linked up with them, we told them the issues we have, and they invited us to come and, you know, explain what the issues are. Uh, they were convening a meeting uh, back home. So one of my colleagues attended and, you know, briefed them. And we urged other countries to do similar meetings where civil society participates um, in the discussion. We were also urging them to come to the meetings and experts from home, not from their missions in Addis, yeah. um, and also to include civil society in their delegates. So our agenda for the civil society was, you know, that they could be our ally inside, you know, to influence countries on what articles to support, you know, to be to make this strong, you know, the strong document we wanted. So that process worked well. Um, the EU was amazed. Everybody came, um, and um, we, we we deliberated uh, for three days. Uh, you know, he kept his promise. He opened the meeting, expanded the number of days so that the whole document can be revisited. Yeah, and I think African Union therefore made us proud by making that happen. Um, and eventually, also when it was adapted, it was it was really something to celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's really you know like has been said by so many people and a lot of us who've looked at it over the years. Mm -hmm. It remains a a, a, a document, a, a protocol, a treaty that is 
the most progressive on the planet. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And, and uh, it's, it's uh, mm -hmm. that's why also today is a momentous day, you know, 15 years of, of, um, of having this treaty in the continent, being making progress mm -hmm. uh, and, and influencing how African governments and African nations are, uh, are dealing with this issue. Yep. So we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, mm -hmm. we'll hear a little bit about uh, the formation of SOA, okay. the Solidarity on African Human Rights, yeah. um, and also what the challenges were at the beginning in terms of trying to get countries to sign and ratify mm -hmm. this very progressive uh, treaty. Right. So mm -hmm. we'll be right back. Thank you.